You're listening to Irish Radio Candidate Home and Abroad, and <clears throat> we are very fortunate as an ethnic group in Canada that the Canadian government has recognised that the Irish contribution to Canada is significant enough to dedicate March as Irish Heritage Month. And the instigator of that uh, process and walking it through Parliament and ensuring that it got unanimous support was James Maloney, who was the MP for Entobico. And James is with me here, and we're going to have a bit of a chat about this. But first of all, again, James, great to have you, and congratulations on achieving that. And what I want to particularly talk to you about this year is this really is the first Heritage Month post and kind of post-COVID. No, you're absolutely right. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. You use the word instigators. You make it sound like I'm picking a fight with somebody. <laughs> but, but, but it was, it wasn't a fight at all. As you know, it was, uh, it was a celebration from beginning to end. But it's, it's the first, I mean, last year was the first full year, but last year we were still locked indoors for the most part. You remember? So you're right. This is the first full year, full Irish heritage month where life is, uh, you know, has a semblance of normalcy again. So we're out and about. There'll be public events, uh, which is going to be exciting. So really looking forward to it. Is there anything that we can look forward to that might happen on the Hill or in the Chamber? Well, uh, on the Hill, we just had our uh, Irish night in November. And the reason we had it in, in November was uh, two reasons. One, as you know, I like to host these events outside of the month of March because otherwise then people think it's just about uh, St. Patrick's Day and green hats and green beer, which, as you know, this is not what this is about at all. Um, so we did it in November because, you know, things have been in various uh, stages of shutdown for the last couple of years, and I wanted to have the event as soon as we were allowed to have big large-scale events like that. So we picked a date in November, and, uh, you know, everybody was a little bit leery about the timing and whatnot, including myself and, and Ambassador McKee. But it was a huge success. We had over 400 people. It was We have in this big cavernous room in the St. Sir John A. Macdonald building. When you walk into an empty room, you think, how how are you going to fill it? And in no time at all, it was standing room only. It was, it was a great night. Uh, so... And people were thrilled to get back. We had people from all across Ontario. We had people from other provinces. We had, uh, I think Ambassador McKee's probably the envy of the entire diplomatic corps because a number of them came out and I'm sure they're looking at around go, why aren't we doing this? Because it was, it was so big, but, um, it was really special and all the MPs enjoyed it. Uh, you know, the prime minister is aware of it. He couldn't attend, unfortunately, but, uh, he's, he's fully supportive of all of this. You know, last year, you may recall, uh, Ambassador McKee and, and Nancy Smythe and I all did a, a Zoom, uh, event on March the 1st to commemorate the first full month and the Prime Minister joined us and we had a great chat and it was one of those situations where, uh, anytime you're dealing with any leader and our Prime Minister is no different, I mean, you're, there's a lot of structure built into the event in terms of time sequence and, and topics and whatnot. But very quickly after he, he joined the Zoom call, he just sort of let loose and let his hair down. And we had this free-flowing discussion about some of his own childhood memories of when his father took him to Ireland. And it was very special. So um, 
but this year, and th- actually we're doing something again. I'm sure, I'm sure the ambassador filled you in on that on March the 1st again, but there's going to be lots of public events. But in terms of the Hill, we had that great event and we are not, the house is not sitting on March the 1st, but we are sitting uh, the following week and on Monday, March the 6th, I will be doing a statement in the House of Commons to kick off uh, Irish Heritage Month uh, again this year, which is getting bigger and better and uh, getting more awareness every year. So looking forward to it. There is an Irish parliamentary group, and that is cross-party. So these are members of the House who, despite political differences, have an ethnic affiliation that is in common. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the yeah, it's the, the Ireland-Canada parliamentary group, and we... We work together, and as you say, it's members from all parties. I've been chair of the group for uh, several years now. And, you know, when we're working together, you don't – nobody thinks of themselves as liberals or conservatives or NDP or bloc. They think of themselves as people who are proud of their Irish heritage and proud that the Irish have done so much for this country. Um, and we've worked together. Um, you know, we worked really well, actually. COVID, ironically um, – out of challenging circumstances come positive things sometimes. And one of the positive things that emerged out of COVID was our ability to uh, be in touch with our Irish counterparts because of Zoom technology. Uh, we were able to have uh, engaged with them on multiple occasions and had some great meetings and great discussions, uh, which doesn't always happen when because traveling back and forth is expensive and People don't always have time, and there's a lot of coordination involved. So we're able to do that. So the parliamentary group has been very active, very engaged, and continues to be. And we hosted with the ambassador the Irish Night on the Hill. And, and uh, in fact, on March the 6th, I'm going to have a little celebration in my office with all of the executive members of the group just to, to kick off the month. And we'll have some other activities during the course of March as well, too. But it's, as you say, it's nonpartisan. It's... Uh, uh, we work well together and, and, you know, this, there's a myth that all parliamentarians don't get along when they're from different parties. It's actually not true. Most, <laughs> most of us get along just famously. And this is one of those things that binds us together. From your own personal side, uh, it's 31 days. Uh, do you find that you're pulled in a variety of different directions or there's so many things you probably want to get to that you can't? Well, I always say, you know, people think March Madness is a basketball tournament. Well, it's actually not. It's it's the month of March in the Irish community because there's so many things going on. Look, in Toronto alone, I mean, <clears throat> we start with the uh, Irish Person of the Year event on Sunday the 5th, and then you've got the parade, the Grand Marshal Ball, and so on and so on. There's all these great events, and big and small, but and the parade, of course. Uh, but there's events in different cities and towns across the country, and I – you know, last year I thought I was finally going to be able to get to the Montreal St. Patrick's Day Parade, but because of COVID, we had to change the date in Toronto, so they ended up being on the same day, which they are again this year, unfortunately. Um, but there's great events like that all over, which I would love to go to. Um, and slowly I, I, you know, knocked them off the list and be able to get to some of them. Let me give you a great example, of Austin. In I was invited by the. Uh, uh, Irish Cultural Association in New Brunswick last summer to come and speak at an event in in on Thanksgiving, uh, which I did. And uh, my colleague, who's the member of Parliament in uh, Moncton, uh, Jeanette Petty-Pottaylor, was kind enough to invite me down. And 
I went down and we had a spectacular event. And it was, uh, I learned, you know, you know, 38% of the people in New Brunswick identify as having Irish heritage. Something I wasn't aware of until I went to New Brunswick. So these are the kind of things that this has, um, led me to explore and sort of uncover. And I think it's having the same effect for a lot of people because it, it causes you to think you're somebody like me who is always proud of their Irish heritage. You knew that, but you didn't necessarily sort of know all of the reasons why. And you start digging up, digging around in your own past a little bit, and uh, you realize there's a lot there, and you realize what an impact the community's had, and how important, it, truly important, it is to your own family. And that's so that's that's why the month's important uh, because it it makes people think about it. And another thing, and we're we're coming up, not coming up, we're coming up to April, but it's the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement, as mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And as you also know very well, Canada played a significant role uh, mm-hmm. in that process. And I think because of Irish Heritage Month, people are there's a heightened level of awareness of Irish heritage, but of the important relationship between Canada, Ireland, and the significant role Canada played in that process. And as we approach, you know, April the 10th, people are paying closer attention to that as they should. Um, you know, well, also because of Brexit, Brexit mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. some uh, renewed challenges and issues that we're facing, and Canada, Canada can play a role in, in getting us get, getting that sorted out. And again, and uh, that's something I'm very proud of. Um, I should mention, of course, there's a musical coming up on March 9th at uh, that is in the Winter Garden Theatre, bound yep. for Canada, and yep. it is the world premiere. And uh, that is with the Canada Ireland Foundation. Uh, and I, I will be there. I saw, yes, it's an event I would like to get to. And the night before, uh, a young emerging Irish artist is at the Drake Underground. Uh, oh, really? Sarah, yeah, Sarah Richardson. And it's her first North American tour. And she's opening it in Toronto before heading south across the border. That's uh, Wednesday the 8th. Correct, yeah. Okay. Uh, she's, yeah, Sarka's, uh And we had a chat with Sarika and with um, Robert Kearns last week about that and um, again it's it's what's great about March is that you know there's here is our Irish artists coming across to Canada and sharing and participating in, in some of what's going on and I know there will be lots of other events aside from parades that will span the month and I think as you ha- rightly highlighted it's very important to recognize that the 17th of March may be a very special day, but it's a special day that has spanned by 16 previous days and 13 or 14 days after. That's right. That's right. I didn't, I'd, I'm, the House of Commons is sitting that week, so I'm, I'm, you know, by the good graces of my whip, I think I'm going to be able to get get out to be here on the ninth. I don't. I think I might be pushing my luck to try to get back here for the eighth, but I'll, right. I'll have to see what I can do now that I know that. <laughs> well, James, but, I know I know your time is scarce for you, and I don't want to to impose any further. And I am delighted you were able to take time. And as always, I love it when we can connect and have a bit of a chat. Well, I'll say this: you're never imposing, and I'm I'm always more than happy to come and chat with you uh, on air or otherwise. It's my it's my pleasure, especially as we're leading up to the month of March. Thanks, James.